Imagine your perfect day. Maybe you're on the beach with your toes in the sand. Ask the person next to you, though, and they might say a day on the slopes sounds perfect, which might sound perfectly miserable to you. So if the idea of something as simple as a perfect day can be completely opposite, what do you think would happen if people were debating their most foundational beliefs on how to fix the world? Well, that's the question the four folks in today's episode will ask. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. That includes sound effects. I'm Timothy Gregory bringing you the fictional story of a group who couldn't agree to disagree. Although they'd each like to think they could create a perfect world, it's a little hard to imagine since they all have a different definition of what they think perfect is. When humanity can't even agree, who can be truly perfect? We'll see just who that is on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. A classic 4th of July special called The Tembler. Oh, it's everywhere. I told the kids that lake sand sticks to everything, especially hot dog buns if you drop them. Eh, this time I'll just get extra. Is that my car? No. What in the world? Today, we turn from our usual dramatizing true stories of real people and instead share a work of fiction with much truth in it. Most nations that enjoy the freedom to govern themselves observe some sort of festival to commemorate the fact. In the United States, the occasion of Independence Day falls on the fourth day of July. This year, it also occurs during a time of national soul-searching, a time of dissatisfaction about many things, the time of re-examining old acceptances to determine whether they are still acceptable a time when many different voices are raised with many different proposed solutions to problems. Among the voices are those of church men and women. Many of these have simply joined this or that secular group to sing its chorus. We think it is unfortunate. Those who trust in God really should have a point of view higher than that of those who trust in man. The story you're about to hear contains some of the truths about human government, human freedom, and the human condition that we think need to be said. And the occasion of Independence Day is a suitable time to say them. Listen then as we bring you the classic story of the Tembler, right now on Unshackled. Highway traffic is always heavy on a weekend, especially so on a holiday weekend. And if you happen to be in the state of California, you can allow for traffic being even heavier. The network of interconnecting freeways carries the larger part of the load. Major earthquakes in California's past have revealed a hazard on the highways that had not been anticipated. 
The overpass bridges that carry secondary roads over the freeways were, well, in many cases, unable to survive the quake and came crashing down, narrowly missing cars passing underneath and then effectively blocking further traffic. With that experience in mind, we began wondering what might happen in a similar future situation, say on July 4th. This story is the result of that speculation. Even the animals know something's wrong. I've never been so frightened in my life. All right, all right, folks, let's uh, quiet down and uh, have a little order here. No use acting like a bunch of hysterical women. Oh, my word, you're one of those. Mister, why don't you sit down and relax? Well, someone has to take command in a situation like this. And you figure it might as well be you? Only a man could possibly handle this situation? Look, guys, listen up. Sorry, I was including you two, ma'am. It's fine. Anyway, my point is... What are you horning in for anyway? When help's needed, I'm not turning to someone who can't open the lid on a jelly jar. You sound like a bigot, Dad. And a male chauvinist. What I was going to say is that whoever takes command might want to make sure people are staying on this side of the center lane. What for? Because there could be aftershocks, but even if there's not, we still could get falling rocks and... Someone could easily be hurt. You're right. Hey, listen up, everyone. Stay on this side of the lane. Away from the walls. Hey, watch for landslides and falling rocks. Listen to those lungs. I bet he was a mouth breather as a child. That's not nice. Hmm, still likely true. Everybody okay here? You all seem to be taking care of things. The establishment type here is trying to. So far, the only qualifications I've noticed is a loud voice. You certainly have a commanding presence. He's a former lieutenant colonel, so probably comes naturally. Don't expect me to apologize for being able to make myself heard. And the rank was only major. No one's faulting you, but I can help fill in what's going on. My car is up ahead of you all ways. We already know an earthquake. Let me guess. The highway's been badly damaged in places, and the overpass has fallen down behind us. But we're gonna make our way out of this canyon on the other side. That's just it. There's no other side. Or at least no crossing over to it. What do you mean? Just around the curve heading north, the other overpass bridge has collapsed. <gasps> You're saying we're trapped in this... this canyon? You heard him, didn't you? That's exactly what I'm saying. We're blocked on both ends. And these walls are too dangerous. Too steep to climb. But at least no one's been hurt. Well, how do you know that? Well, while you all were having your little debate about who's taking charge, I did a quick inventory of people. Huh. Good thinking. That's how to take command. I had merely done a head count and asked if everyone was okay. I considered it good due diligence. At some point, we'd need to take stock of water, food, and other supplies to see where we stood. Had I only taken another minute with my head count, I would have realized just how much of an emergency situation we were actually in. So, what did your inventory reveal? We got eight cars trapped here, 24 people, a handful of which are children and elderly. And no injuries? Correct. Ugh, there goes my chances of making my appointment this afternoon. That goes for all of us. Maybe so, but not everyone has a crowd of 10,000 students waiting to hear them speak. That's the assembly you were going to? Yeah, I forgot to mention I was the speaker. What could you possibly have to say on a patriotic occasion like Independence Day? Plenty. Fight the patriarchy, defund the police, declare your independence by declaring revolution begins now. Well, then I'd say this earthquake has been an act of God sent to keep you from reaching your engagement. 
And when I reach my speaking engagement this afternoon, I'm going to enjoy telling the crowd how Providence intervened to keep a testosterone-challenged anarchist from speaking. Hold on. He has as much rights to his opinion as you. She's right, but I suppose your establishment thinks you've already elected God to your board of directors and have him in your corner. What makes you so sure God is a he? Well, you really don't know what God's pronouns are. But why can't God be our mother in heaven? Oh, you can't be serious. Folks! This is becoming the most ridiculous discussion I've heard in a long time. What's ridiculous about thanking God for preventing a lunatic activist like this one from inciting university students to riot? I'd be a little more impressed with divine providence in the matter, but for two other considerations. What other considerations? You said that you were also on the way to an Independence Day observance gathering. That's right. Then doesn't it occur to you that God has also prevented you from fulfilling your engagement? I've already considered that, and overcome it, thank you. Now what's the second point to consider? I too have been on my way to an Independence Day gathering. No way! I'm trapped here with three professional yackers. What's your name, Major? Louis Brandt. And this here is my soy boy son, Stuart. Nice to meet you. Just ignore Major Motormouth. I'm Dylan Garcia. And you, ma'am? I'm Ms. Kia Finch, and Finch is all it will ever be. Mm, not the Marian kind, huh? Ms. Me Too. First off, it's none of your business. I'm not against it, but if I would, I'm not wearing any man's name. It's like putting on a dog collar. And we have to break the chains of tradition if we want to evolve as a society. Oh, here we go again. I think right now we need to put our minds together and come up with a way out of this canyon. Just a sec. I need something from my car. It was very frustrating. We needed to form a game plan, and yet, the natural leaders within the group were far more concerned about themselves and their beliefs than the urgent need to liberate ourselves. They couldn't see that they were failing to serve the group. I don't trust that Brant guy. I don't either, which is an unfortunate thing to have to say about your own father. We don't have a lot of options. Do you have any idea how long we'll be trapped before help arrives? Depends on how bad this quake was. If there's collapsed buildings and roads, and emergency personnel are overwhelmed. Then no one will be too concerned about us doing just fine out here. I'm gonna go back to my car and listen for any news on the radio. Keep us posted, Kia. Maybe there will be something to what Brand says about our being trapped here by divine providence. You mean... You're celebrating the fact that I can't give my speech? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I think only God could have arranged to gather such a collection of viewpoints. No one has any doubt about my point of view. True. You advertise it as much as you can. Throughout all the media. You've seen our ads. Yes, I recognize your face, of course. And then there's my father, the direct opposite of me. <laughs> you got that right. Super patriotic. Man of rank and pride for country. Part of the establishment and rich. See his car? It's beautiful. Wait, is he on the phone? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think we had service. We don't. Well, how He does. That's a specialty satellite phone he got just so he doesn't drop calls going through any canyons. Like this one. Oh, that's good. I bet your dad's phoning for help for us right now. <laughs> Not a chance. What do you mean? He's probably phoning for a helicopter to come pick him up. I was certain Stuart's feelings for his dad had skewed his perspective. There was no way a military man such as Brand would leave us behind. There was no way he'd be lifted out of a canyon leaving women and children behind. 
but reality can be a beast when it comes to our beliefs and people. I bet you're wrong. He's got to be calling in help for the whole group. He's not just going to leave us out here. That's what money does. It's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. I bet he'll leave me here so I can't give my freedom message while he tries to make it to his gathering to spread his poison. He'd probably say the same about you. I know. Isn't it amusing how Kia gets under his skin? It makes me wish I had a sister. <laughs> I'm surprised she's not on her way to give some liberation speech too. I would guess she is, but doesn't want to give us males the satisfaction of knowing that she's been shut off by the earthquake. <laughs> you could be right. Whose point of view do you speak for? Or you with me, or Brands, or Finch? <laughs> Only a few options. What I care most about is God's point of view. You've got to be kidding. Why? When you say there are only a few points of view, you're wrong. There are as many as there are people, or special interest groups, or nations, or political parties. They overlap, they compete, and they're inconsistent. Guess I didn't see it like that. If we're looking for truth, then God's truth has withstood time and nations and every political movement there has ever been. And his truth is still standing. Do you think you have the authority to speak for God? No, but I have the right. And I can share what I know to be true as God has revealed it in his word. You mean the Bible? Certainly, the word of God. Call it that if you want, but, well, look at that. It's Finch and the Major. What's the news? Absolute chaos. That's not good. Makes the big one in San Fernando seem like a tiny one. Maybe this is the one they've been talking about all these years. No, can't be. That one's supposed to sink all of California into the ocean. The announcer warned of severe aftershocks. All the more reason for us to stay away from the walls. Glad I thought of those falling rocks. Wait, what? I was the one who... Never mind. No matter. Whoever thought of it, it's a good idea. And remain so long as... Uh, uh, an aftershock. Stand still, everyone. Remain calm. Oh. oh, my. Rocks are coming from every direction. Just stay calm. It's only an aftershock. Only an aftershock? Has it occurred to anyone else that maybe these rumbles have been a curtain raiser and the big one's still coming? Stop, Stuart. Our responsibility is to maintain order. That sort of talk invites panic. Besides, it's over now. See? We're all okay. Are you still planning on getting out of here? Yes, I've ordered a chopper. It should be here shortly. I knew it. Two passengers can be taken. I suppose the really generous thing would be for me to provide one of you with a ride out of here. What? Your own son is not your choice? Taking you out of here to incite rebellion would make me an accessory to riot. I doubt any gatherings are going on. Eh, probably not. But if there's any chance, I won't be part of a rebellion. I'd like to go with you, sir. Sir? Well, Ms. Kia Finch, it's the first time you've shown me any respect our entire time here. I'd like to take that open seat. Hmm. Why is that? I was to speak at a conference on independence for women. <sighs> Dylan, you were right. What? Doesn't matter. Dylan, you're the only one not asking for a ride. And I haven't heard your point of view, either. Whose side are you on? I already asked him, Dad. He says neither side. What's this? I try to keep my perspective aligned with God's. <laughs> he speaks from God's point of view. 
This guy doesn't need a helicopter. He's probably got wings tucked inside his shirt. Folks, we'll get back to our story, The Tembler, in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 73rd year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to... 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, let's get back to our story. A strange assortment of would-be 4th of July orators all trapped by an earthquake, a Templar. What happens when such conflicting points of view collide? Now, let me get this straight, Dylan. You're speaking from... God's point of view, then? I try. Very good. Religion is an important part of the traditional foundation of this nation. Troops were led in prayer the night before the Battle of Bunker Hill. Washington was a praying man, and so was Lincoln. Religion is an excellent weapon in the war against godless communism. That's not exactly... And of course, Major Dad here sees that as the be-all and end-all of human existence. What are you saying? That as far as you're concerned, the whole world is divided into communists and anti-communists. Assuming that is true for the moment about Brandt, what about you? How do you divide the human race? According to the realities, the establishment and the people. That's what I expected. Don't you think you're oversimplifying just as badly as your father? Of course not. My division is realistic. The people, then, are those under 30. Those without a stake in business or industry. Those without hard hats. Oh, I'm not that exclusive. Am I one of the people? Of course not. You're the old-fashioned kind who believes in the Bible. Then you're being as arbitrary as Brandt. Miss Finch, how do you divide the human race? I almost don't divide it at all. From my point of view, the real human beings are women. And men are slightly subhuman, you know? From their attempts to keep women down as though beneath them. But if you were making the division, it would be male versus female. Right, and when we've won our place of equality, and what we really deserve is superiority, we'll solve the world's problems in a hurry. Is that so? Absolutely. The hopeless mess that men have made of everything can only be cleaned up and rebuilt by women. You know, I think women's lib is fine, up to a point. I mean, you know, it's only fair. Thank you. But when it's supposed to be the key to solving the world's problems, I think you're being completely unrealistic. Oh, really? Why is that, Stuart? It's simple, actually. 
The answer to the world's problems is to give power to the people. Then we will have no more wars. No exploitations of man by man. No hatred, prejudice, or poverty. Oh yeah, just lots of warm, wonderful love. Mr. Brandt, how do you stand on solving the world's problems? Quite simple. Strengthen a nation's military until all other nations live aligned to our power. Build a strong sense of individual responsibility. Do these things, there will be peace and prosperity in our time. You know what this earthquake means to me? It reminds me that because mankind is never going to solve his problems, the day is coming when God will intervene to solve them. What do you mean, never solve his problems? You think man is stupid? That's not what I'm saying. I know that man and woman are selfish and sinful, and that's the core of their problem. No, I agree that there is a great deal of sin in this world today. Muggings, hold-ups, murders, rioting and violence, disregard for law and order. I'll agree there's more sin in the world if you look at what goes on in war. That's where the sin is today. I don't suppose you men have taken into account that the real festering spot of sin today is the exploited role that women have had to occupy in our society. Clean that up and you'll have cleaned up our greatest sin. You mean it, don't you? Certainly. What about you, Stuart? Never more serious in my life. Brant? I would never joke about anything so important. And the tragic thing is, you're all mistaken. Isn't that just like the arrogance of a man? No, Miss Finch. What you three have been saying is the arrogance of mankind. There isn't sin in the world because of violence, or exploitation, or inequality between the sexes. We have those things in the world because of sin. The other way around is putting the cart before the horse. I'm not following. Mankind has failed every step of the way since his creation. He was placed in the garden in a state of innocence, free of problems, free of death and illness, free of the need to work for his living. And he blew it! Then he was turned out into the wide world to live under the rules of his own conscience, and he failed completely. God finally said, the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. After the flood, God established nations, and the era of human government began, and it's still going on. And it has been a series of tragedies for at least 4,000 years. I don't know. There have been some very successful revolutions that have freed millions of people. Temporarily. It isn't that men don't dream noble dreams. The problem is that they lack the power to carry them out. That's what I keep saying. We need to return to the lean, hard life of the pioneer. We won't, because man takes the course of least resistance. I can see that. But if we did, we'd be right back to softness again in no time. Man has been tested in innocence, under conscience, under human government, and he has failed. His problems are greater today than ever. His danger of self-destruction is greater. We develop a technology so we can take it easy and be fat and prosperous. Then the technology whips around to threaten to defeat us. Even something like artificial intelligence. There's miracles in the field of antibiotics. Now there's resistant strains of bacteria and viruses. We learn how to grow more food. And in the process, we poison it. Selfishness, greed, envy, hate, divisiveness, all these things grow out of the fact that man is still rebelling against God. We spend millions on equipment to save the lives of newborn infants, 
and millions more to destroy the unborn. And pretend we're doing it to improve the world. So, what do you see as the answer? God's word says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. The Bible says that? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Everyone talks about national priorities. Each special interest leader has his own list, some with one thing at the top and some with another. But everyone has the wrong list. The top priority is to honor the Lord God and to acknowledge His Son, Jesus. When we rely on armaments and not on God, we're on thin ice. Should we throw away our armaments and not rely on God, we would be on thinner ice. But if we turn to God first, He will be our defender in any situation. Class, race, gender relations won't be solved until we turn first to God. All we'll do is trade positions and take turns being top dog. But what man can lord it over his brother in Christ? And you think all this will come to be? No. The Bible offers no hope that men will ever manage all this on his own. The time is coming when God will intervene, and this earthquake will seem like nothing. But the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, and the command is given to each one of us. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's my message for Independence Day. I wish it would become yours. Here comes your chopper, Dad. Now you can get out of here and peddle your poison. Hey, don't talk that way. Be nice, and I might take you out with me. Should I hold my breath? Take the preacher, or the Lady Finch. Thank you, but I don't need any man's helping hand. Uh, something's going on over there. Yeah, something in that gray car. I'll go check it out. Well, friends, uh, who's going with me? Not you, Stuart. The lady? Don't bother, Major Misogyny. Uh, suit yourself. Dylan, you coming with me? No. And I'm not sure you should. Why not? I've chartered this thing. There's a woman over there who's about to have a baby. She and her husband were on their way to the hospital when they were trapped. Now there's little time, but the chopper can get her out. What? And miss my speaking engagement? Come on, Brant. You really think anyone's going to show up in an earthquake-ravaged area? <laughs> no, Dylan, you're right. I'm being a fool. A selfish one at that. They can take it. In that case, since the lady only needs one seat, maybe I'll go? Wait, you're gonna make the lady's husband wait here? Stuart, where's all that love and unselfishness you've been talking about? Mm. Yeah. Come on, let's help them get on. That woman's in serious condition. Are you saying you believe in special treatment? Well, I do now, and I'm gonna make sure this lady gets it. There she goes. Thanks for the helicopter, Brant. That's nothing. You see? God did use you today. Feel honored. Eh, they certainly did. We've each had a chance to practice our speeches, but I don't know if we've really changed anything. <laughs> I think a lot was changed. Think of all the thousands of folks who were spared listening to us tell it like we thought it was. And I hired the helicopter to carry us all out in as many trips as it takes. So, 
God used the earthquake after all. It hasn't been a total disaster. We've told this story for Independence Day to emphasize that the true priority for the life of men and nations is the same. Turn to God through His Son, Christ Jesus. In Him is life, a life of hope and redemption. If you desire a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, or if you'd like to speak with someone about making this life-changing decision, we encourage you to call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Or you can get in touch with us here at Pacific Garden Mission, 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled in Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the new prize for this sweepstakes contest is yet another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is 2 Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. This plaque is gorgeous. It's contrasting chestnut brown outer ring and the light brown inner ring of the bark truly shows the diversity of God's creation. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, unshackledpodcast.org, and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. The deadline to enter is September 2nd. And next time... Listen to me. This land belongs to us. It was ours until the white missionaries came. While our eyes were closed praying to their God, they took our land. Are you just going to sit there while they take what's yours? In 1962, in a country that was then called Rhodesia, black teenagers weary of subjugation and poverty joined a revolutionary movement seeking to overthrow the government. The young man in our story led a group of rebels into an evangelical tent intending to bomb it. Split up into pairs and we throw our stones and bombs into the tent. I want everyone inside to die. This is the story of how he came out of the shadows and walked out a transformed man. Jesus died for you. God loves you. Can your Jesus save even someone like me? Don't miss Stephen Lungu's exciting true story coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in this 4th of July special called The Tembler were Demetrius Troy, Alana Arenas, Tom McElroy, and John Bobo. Original music, Caleb Tolleson. Sound effects, David Pierczynski and Holly Krajewski. Audio engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Jack O'Dell and Kylie Hammond. 
That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>